0: All three of us are here today, and we're going to have a good discussion. So you need to stay with us. We want to welcome you today to All Things Apostolic here on this Tuesday. What is this? October the 17th. And we're glad that you're with us today. And as you can see, I'm not by myself today. We have Pastor Urshan here from uh, First Pentecostal Church in, in uh, Durham, North Carolina. We're glad you're here, Pastor. Honored to be here. And we have Pastor Young here uh, from uh, the Rock Church in Sacramento, California. Glad you're here, Pastor Young. Yes, sir. And uh, also, he is the, um, uh, the speaker and the moderator and whatever other titles apply on Biblos, uh, Pastor Urshan is. Uh, which is a podcast that is uh, listened to by a lot of people, and if you haven't listened to it, you need to. And uh, on my other side over here is Pastor Young with uh, with GodQuest, and GodQuest also has a large audience of people that are interested in. Both of these gentlemen are doing great work. The churches are growing. God's blessing, good things are happening. Um, and they're making uh, a diverse uh, contributions to the apostolic Pentecostal movement. And uh, so what we're actually doing here today is welcoming you on October the 17th, but it's not October the 17th right now. It's October the 13th, and it's Friday. <laughs> and, and we are we are recording this live for you. We're transparent, you can see. And... Um, uh, the reason we happen to be together today is that uh, we had a WASC meeting, WASC is the accrediting association for uh, schools and colleges uh, in the West, and um, they are the ones that do the accrediting for Wilson University. We had a great meeting, you you never know, you don't know the results until March of next year. How's that for kind of a whacked out way to operate? But, That's how it works, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it except wait. But we do know it was a very good meeting. It was good. And uh, Pastor Urshan's on the board, and Pastor Young's on the board, and so uh, that's one of the things we're doing here. The other thing we're doing here is that uh, a wonderful young lady from the Rock Church is getting married to a wonderful young man from First Pentecostal Church in Durham. And so uh, these gentlemen are going to be marrying them tonight at five p.m. So by the time you see this, they will have been married for two or three days. So, uh, but tonight this is this is going to take
1: place. So we just thought we would take uh, uh, the opportunity. This is, this is becoming a, a a pattern I'm noticing from Pastor Urshan. He's uh, sending. It's like the old book of Judges. He's sending <laughs> one tribe into the other two. Sending the Benjamites in. <laughs> yes. 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 What we mean by that is there's been a number of young
0: ladies, really prime young ladies, like the young lady getting married tonight is just a wonderful young lady. And somehow there seems to be a, a number of them ending up in the First Pentecostal Church <laughs> <laughs> in Durham. So, so uh, if
1: you've got mulberry bushes, be careful.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yes, and uh, maybe before we get through today, you can kind of give us a secret on the church growth about how this works. (laughs) If I can figure it out, yes, I'm happy to share. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, we're glad to be here, and uh, we're glad to be together. Fellowship's important. We uh, always cherish the the moments we have when we can do this, which isn't real often, and even when it is, it's not for very many minutes at a time. So... um, uh, let's see. What can we talk about today? Let's talk about something that's, uh, that's uh, important to all of us, That just off the wall here. This is, this is random. We don't have notes on this. And um, what do you gentlemen think would be the top three? I mean, we may not get this exactly right, but it would be the top three identifying marks in the apostolic Pentecostal uh, orbit. What? What? I mean, biblically, if if we're a biblical people, what would be the top three identifying marks uh, of our church today? I think first you're going to have to look at oneness.
1: Yeah, without a doubt.
2: Oneness is probably the um, one of the chief identifying features that sets us apart. is a distinguishing trait. I love Jesus' words to the churches in Asia. And over and over he repeats, you have not denied my name. You have kept my yeah. name. Yeah. So oneness, Jesus' name, that, that yeah. theme.
1: That, that, yeah, you, you agree there? Yeah, uh, I, would, I would agree. And I, I, do think, I, I do think the distinction, number one, of, of the oneness, Jesus' name, people, <coughs> uh, I don't think you can separate uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost from that either. But obviously, there's many spirit-filled people that do not espouse the name of Jesus in baptism. So I think that identifier first, as you described it, distinguishing. Uh, I would also add what I think would be the third, if you're talking about apostolic distinctives, but I think it's connected with both, would be the subject of, the, the big subject of holiness. What is perceived as holiness? Because when you really begin to look at the tabernacle of God, the dwelling place of God, and the name, in order to be the tabernacle, the name had to be recorded. So you have the name of Jesus, you have the dwelling place of God, and that is a holy tabernacle. So I, w- I, would, I would agree that first and foremost is that name of name of Jesus, the infilling of the Spirit, and then that work of holiness within the so, life so, of the believer. So you guys, the, you really,
0: you've said oneness acts two thirty eight and holiness yeah that's right. Right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. and I noticed you i I like what you said there that um you know the spirit indwelling the tabernacle and the Bible does say explicitly that our bodies it's explicit it's our bodies now, now it doesn't exclude our minds and our spirits but but our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost right so um it's not that you know sometimes people think that we're just uh, anti this or anti that, or that we hate people that are uh, living immorally, or uh, it's none of that. It's not. That's just not us. I mean, that my answer is that's not what we are. We are the temple of God, and there are implications to that. What kind of implications? You, you, what's one of the very first implications you think of when you think of being the temple of God? I mean, uh, the the first thing that i think of is paul said in 1st corinthians 3 and again in, in in 6 that um he says you're bought with a price you're not your own so i think about what implications does that have for for a lot of societal situations it it's we're not trying to impose this on everybody in the world But if you're the temple of God, it's imposed on you because you don't own your own body anymore.
2: Yeah, his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. So when people say, I don't see anything wrong with that, or in my opinion, if you took everybody from the 60s, from the 70s, from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, et cetera, and you lined them all up, every one of them would have a different opinion of what they thought in that era and that time. But holiness, is timeless, it's eternal, it's God's nature. And it transcended all of those eras, all of those epochs. And I think one of the, for me, one of the great visual images of that temple, that tabernacle with his indwelling spirit is the tabernacle in the wilderness. Um, It's made of skins and inside is this gold, this gold that Moses has. Skins, amazing, skin. Yeah. Skins, yeah, yeah. So, and so when the apostle says to us, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel, the idea is this gold on the inside, this humility on the outside, that the excellency of the power but maybe of God and not of us, um, that's us. We are the New Testament version. Even to Moses, grinding the golden calves up putting it in the water they drink it what what more beautiful illustration of putting the gold on the inside can you get
0: yeah yeah that's good
1: that's i think good. it comes down to uh, as, you're, as you're speaking this inward outward what is the 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 very first issue in scripture had to do with image and and the image is that we were made in the image of god what did god imagine for us and i see a lot of external additions to the body because people have image issues and uh, the painting of the face the uh changing of the body plastic surgeries dissatisfaction with with who uh, and how they present themselves uh, it all is image issues, and the very first thing we see in Scripture related to the spirit world of this idea of spiritual warfare is that Lucifer came and attacked the image of the woman who was already made in the image of God, and so I think a lot of things related to this tabernacle, uh, I think the image, he's the, the enemy is trying to reshape our understanding of the image. and. People begin to add on things that are unnecessary. What's Romans 1 say? They changed the
2: truth of God into a lie and they worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. There's that idea of changing, morphing, um, defiling. Uh, There's no doubt that what is considered normal today
0: is a far cry from what God intended. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, uh, that whole concept of the, of the tabernacle and the outward skins, and somewhere in there, I'm sure that you're aware that that he he forbade them to to paint the outside of the tabernacle. Mm. Uh, he he wasn't he wanted them to understand where the glory is, and that the glory that is inside is like is like multiple times, hundreds of times greater if if that glory can come out. And um, it seems to me like, I'd be interested in your take on this, we're not here for a long time, but it seems to me like uh, that there is a clear picture in Scripture that the primary place the glory of God effuses or or emanates out from uh, a human being is their face. Hmm. Uh, Moses, uh, uh, his face is lit up. Christ, his face is lit up. Uh, Numbers, uh, what is it, Numbers 6, the... the, um, Uh, the priest greeting, a a blessing that the Lord's face Mm -hmm. would smile on you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the face seems to have a particularly important place in this and that somebody said that a a person ought to dress and, and, and present themselves where attention is drawn to their face if you're a Christian. It should be drawn to your face with the glory of God. I don't know. What do you think? I like that.
1: I think it's a a wonderful uh, concept of of the glory of God shining out. And what's interesting is it's often misunderstood, the whole issue. Remember when Moses comes down off the mountain and there's the veil. what's What's amazing is we haven't done enough reading of that story and even the New Testament's account of that the veil that he put on his face was to reveal, was showing that the glory was departing. Hmm. If you really look at that, he put the veil on because when he had come down, the people recognized it. But as time went away, the further he got from the presence of God, that Shekinah glow was leaving. And that was what that's what Paul used to show the new covenant and this unveiling and the veiling is to show what was what was dissipating. And so isn't it interesting that I, I noticed that th- that the further people get from God, suddenly there's more. Yeah, very interesting. It's, it's an interesting take when, yeah. when you begin to talk about that, yeah. that yeah. veil and, and the departing glory. I saw
2: something one day that made me want to Run around my lazy boy a couple laps. <laughs> I was, I was, reading about the actual coverings themselves, the, the kinds of skins, and one of the skins. It takes care to tell you what kinds of skin it was. It was goat skin, and um, you know, it's it's the flesh of a goat, which goat is rebellion, its frowardness. It's mischief, it can't stay within borders, can't stay within parameters, always pushing the boundaries, wanting out as opposed to being content. Um, You know, Manoah tells Samson, can't you just be content with the Israelite girls? Do you always have to go to the Philistine girls? Mm -hmm. And So that goat-ness is in all people. You know, that flesh is contrary to the will of God. Well, what hit me, struck me was, it goes on and describes the layer over the top of the goat skin is the ram skin. And so there's another kind of a nature that we overlay ourselves, and that is that of Jesus Christ. He's the, he's the ram in the thicket. He's the lamb slain. Damn. And so it's not about what is preeminent in my life. It's not about me being preeminent and me getting attention. I wanna be covered by him, by his nature, by the spiritual man. And as long as I can keep that goat layer underneath that ram layer, yeah, I'm gonna be all right. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs>
1: what did Peter talk about? that all things pertaining to life and godliness. A lot a lot of times the denominal world wants to leave the godliness, the righteous, the holiness in this general dimension. Exactly. You know, sing about holiness, but nowhere do you see it in application, mm. but Peter was talking about that all these things, life and godliness, it's all intertwined. And there's, there's, there's understanding holiness is, is every aspect of our life.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's actually a, uh, I guess you'd call it a doctrine, a teaching in the, in the charismatic movement that, um, that excuses immoral conduct. And it is that, well, you know, those things, you, you've got to be of the spirit. And when you're, when you're the spirit you understand that those things are those things don't matter they're they're of the flesh hmm. so they they reversed that to to uh, accommodate to their accommodate. their lifestyle and their lifestyle is dictating their theology instead <laughs> of the theology <laughs> dictating their lifestyle when in fact you can't it's like you were just saying you can't separate body soul and spirit and uh, what's inside is going to come out and Actually, all of the makeup and the jewelry and the uh, cosmetics and all of these things are actually someone almost screaming, I feel inadequate. Hmm. I'm, I'm not satisfied with myself.
1: It's the imaging.
0: Yeah, it is. I'm not good enough. And that's what all these multi-billion dollar companies are doing is convincing people. They're telling them every day with every advertisement, you're not good enough, you're not, you're not good, enough. good enough, you're not good enough. And you've gotta have this. And if you have this, you, you can't even be good enough unless you have this. Well, God's saying, if you got me, you got the best of the good enough. Mm. So anyway, so what do you think? I hope you think about these things that we have been talking about today. And uh, we're just here for a few minutes. We're, we're, we're having a good time. We're getting ready to go to uh, a wedding. And uh, they'll perform the wedding. And if, uh, I'll pray and everything we hope will turn out all right. Well, we're glad you joined us today. In Jesus' name, thank you for being with us on All Things Apostolic. Do not forget Biblos and God Quest. God bless you.